It is the Bet Like Mike Show. Happy Wednesday. WindDailySports.com. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. And the star of the show, Mike North at North to North. Uh, Mike North, I don't even know what to say at this point I, in, in terms of your bets. Uh, the bad beats that you continue to have the past couple of days, uh, brutal. It's absolutely brutal. I feel yeah. for you. Well, you know what? We've all been there. Everybody's been there. But the bad beats that I've had the last two nights, the uh, night before I lose in the ninth inning, handicapped it perfectly, 3-2, to two, had the under, had Washington leading, and then all of a sudden Philly. And by the way, Bryce Harper with a big hit. He's making yeah. a believer out of me. Big hit that tied the game up at three to three. So he hurt me. Nice must've blowing a nice me. kiss to the fans too. I love yeah, it. Yeah, must have heard me talking. Uh, must have heard me talking about him, and uh, that got beat. So that's that's two beats there. And then last night, I'm losing three to one. I go, there's two outs in the top of the fifth. Their catcher, Minnesota's catcher, hits a three run homer with two strikes, four to three. I jump to the moon. I'm. This is what gambling is, folks. You know, if you're only going to wait for your local team, you're never going to be as happy as I was when I saw Graver hit that home run into the into the bleachers. But then I forgot something. We got to watch them bet. And then Mahita throws a meatball with a man on first, and I lose the game five to four. So I've had two bad beats. I'm handicapping the games right. Nothing to panic about. Uh you know what? Was I down after? I haven't, you know, I, my sleep when I have a bad loss, which isn't usual, because if you're going to lose in betting, you understand there's going to be those nights. But if you have a bad beat, sometimes it's you wake up in the middle of the night, boy, what's wrong with me? Why can't I sleep? We all know why you can't sleep. It was the bad beat. Well, I've had two nights like that. So we'll see what happens today, but I haven't lost. I'm going to throw in a couple leans on Olympic uh, women's golf. I don't believe they start until uh, 530 tonight. A little nice. bit maybe different type. If I can find where the hell they're golfing, it's got to be 218, the golf channel. So I may have a couple of those. And I got a baseball game. We just keep going. Now, John, you went uh, one and one or was it one and two? One, one and two. one. Yeah, one, one, one and one. one. Because I ended up laying off that Reds game, which was good because the yeah, Twins, right. even though the first five, they ended up winning the full game because of a huh. late home run. So, yeah, unbelievable. I, but I don't uh, get the whole – I like the Twins the whole game, but I decided to do the top five. <laughs> because I figure Mahita's smart enough not to be yeah. an idiot, and then he just and then you got to look at his face as as the ball's going out. How can I be so stupid? Yeah, how do you throw a junk ball curve on strike two to somebody just hanging there? Uh, so that's what happens, and that's where luck comes into gambling, folks. Absolutely, that's two part. That's all ago, part of the process. Oh, sure. two weeks ago. These two games, I win both on ground ball double plays. That's just the way it is. Two weeks ago, every blind drive to the first baseman, he steps on first to double the guy off. I had a game like that. Now, this week, the ball goes over the first baseman's head. That's just the way gambling is. You just stay the course, do what you got to do. So today, John, uh, we got some things to talk about. And and I'll tell you what, uh, the NBA – I don't know how good the TV contract is, but I know they got a bunch of them. Plus, they have a channel and everything else. Uh, I will tell you this: Alex Caruso is not worth thirty-seven million. But if you got it to spend, I guess that's what the going rate is for a guy like Alex Caruso. Derek Rose is not worth forty-three million anymore. He's a nice piece player, but he's not worth forty-three million. Not the way I grew up when they questioned whether Willie Mays back in nineteen sixty should get a hundred thousand. I mean, you know, or or Mickey Mantle. I remember one name of side for four hundred grand. 
1964, everybody was gasping. No, what should make people gasp is mediocre basketball players in such a rich league that they can afford to not only uh, take their money and support the WNBA, which would have been out of business 19 years ago if you had to depend, if you couldn't depend on the NBA, but they have so much money. They have different uniforms every night. They, it, it is unbelievable, the money. If you're a kid and you can't golf, become a good eighth or ninth man in the NBA. Not a starter. In the NBA, become an eighth man in a rotation. You will make about 30 mil for three years. Yeah, and it's – look, I think we can look at this as just how the sport has grown right. uh, pretty much. And not just here in, in right. the States. Obviously, it's always been grown here, but just we, we're talking about the international stage, obviously, with the Olympics and how many teams are you know good now and how many players are good in different countries. This is an international sport I'm in the way – I'm talking about, John, I'm not talking about good players. I'm talking about Alex Caruso. Right, but, but that's, just, that's just the money being made, I think. Well, that's, like a, that's like a singer singing in Vegas – and the showgirls are making as much money as the as, as a Sinatra? That don't happen that way. These guys, $37 million for Alex Caruso. I'm sorry. I watched the kid play. Okay? Yeah. I'd be oh, saying yeah. he, he should get $37,000. i am old school. $37,000. But $37 million, That's ridiculous money. I don't want to hear about any of these guys complaining. They could go anywhere. Kimball Walker. He's still got $74 million on one contract. Now yeah. he's going... Now he's going to the Knicks, okay, where he, you know what, I like Kimba. Got a bad wheel, got a bad wheel. They're spending a lot of money. These guys, Kimba Walker to me is a businessman first and a very good basketball player second. I watched him today. He knows, these guys know, Kimba Walker's the type of guy who doesn't need an agent. Somebody offers you that kind of mad money, New York City, take yeah. it, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're going to take it. Yeah. And you know, this is just a, a little bit part of their smaller rosters. And so we are going to get bad players, but uh, not just smaller rosters, but I mean, the, the NBA players have done a really great job and really spearheaded by LeBron James of making sure they get their fair share, I guess, of the revenue. And uh, we're seeing kind of all of that happen. And yeah, the players are getting their fair share because you're right. Like every time you see a contract like Alex Caruso's and you go $37 million. Dollars? No, no. There's what I no see way in my world ever, he'd be worth that kind of money. I know right. what 37, I made, look, I made, I've made millions. I know what it's like, but not that type of money for being average. That used to be, you got to be great. That's more, I mean, Jordan made 30 million a year and that stood forever for a long time, you know, and then that ended and then the salary started to go up. But Bill Vec once said this, he goes, it's not, it's not the superstar players that's going to ruin the game of baseball economically at the time he said this. It's the mediocre players, the arbitration players that are going to get way paid more than they should. And that's all I see. But if the owners got it, they want to spend it. I'm not going to cry for them. I'm not going to cry for them. No. The Bulls are making some moves. I don't know if the Philadelphia 76ers realize it. I don't even know if the Milwaukee if the Milwaukee Bucks know what's going on down the street 90 miles a day. Wait, we got DeRozan. We got Caruso, who's now a bull, so don't don't badmouth him. He's good. <laughs> although although Ryan's are saying, let's go for it. He's lost his mind. You know what I mean? Who's the Alonzo Ball? The Bulls see what the East is, and they see, like I've been saying, Milwaukee's vulnerable, and, and the rest of the league ain't all that, and Boston just lost. Well, they went to New York, so it's a lateral move in the same division, but they just lost Kimball Walker. I think the Bulls. 
If you're a Chicago Bulls fan, I don't say this much since Jordan left, you have something to look forward to with DeRozan, with Caruso, and all these other guys. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a playoff team. Now, is that a second-round playoff team? You know, it probably just depends on the luck of the draw, wherever they do end right. up, whoever they do end up playing round one. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a that's a playoff team right now. And that's, a I think, for sure, lockdown. You know, I, I think you could bet on them as a playoff team this upcoming yeah. season. But yeah, it's just, you know, how do they, how much farther do they go after that? That I'm not sure of. And that's just going to depend because it is the NBA is still very top heavy. And look, the Lakers and the Nets were very active as well for two teams that already had a lot of star power. Uh, so those two teams are going to be good yet again. And that's going to be really tough to get past them. It is going to be tough to get past them. I know that uh, the Olympics are very, very hard to follow. I mean, the golf, like I talked about with John, is tonight. I think that basically somebody could have made a fortune by just doing, maybe they are doing just Olympic radio scheduling. I mean, DirecTV should have a list of what time these games are, where they're right. at. Because, you know, the golf has confused people because it's on 218, uh, which is the golf channel. Well, the golf channel is NBC. You've said people are confused, like I was, when I signed up for Peacock. Then they wanted money from me for Peacock because it was the USA for France back in the day. I think that I think for the next Olympics, I think what NBC's got to do is quit trying to service their subservient companies and build them through the Olympics. I think they got to put the stars on the main channel, and sometimes they're hard to find, John. Yeah, they're they're trying a lot of. Uh you know, putting this on Peacock, you know, their streaming services oh. and like, that's, that's the one where it's yeah, Try that somewhere else. And I know, you know, at marquee event, you're trying to build it up, but I don't know, not for the Olympics. The Olympics are way too much of a casual watch that uh, and not, not many people are going to want to just freely go to the Peacock app and, and watch it. You know, I think people just want to turn on NBC USA network, you know, the, the main channels and just sit back and watch, but we can't do that because that's obviously they're, they're putting a lot of their premium events on their streaming services and nobody's really flocking over to, to no. go over there and watch it. No, I'm it's too you. casual. It's too yeah, casual it to do that. I'm with you hundred percent on this. Uh, let's talk some NFL. Let's talk about if there's yeah. every training camp is excited about their people and all the propaganda comes out. Oh, it's amazing. Bad, should have been caught. It was a high pass fields through a high pass, but it was catchable, you know, Oh, great day in practice. And then you'll see another guy say it wasn't that good day of practice, <laughs> but they always have seemed uniform the the writers. That's why the newspaper business is suffering because they all write the same crap in Philadelphia. Are people head over heels uh, for, for things to start? And uh, what is hope? Because the bears, I have a quarterback named Justin Field that the fans think is going to Canton in five years, and everybody's excited for a team that's seven and a half over. But I understand it's training camp. Do you hear the same crap coming out of Philadelphia, the same propaganda? Well, yeah, I think we're hearing it everywhere. And the amount of overreaction that happens in training camp, like oh. I don't take anything away from training camp. It means literally nothing. nothing. Like it's, it's, it's just there for them to get warmed up, to get their playbooks together, all of that. But to, to predict performance based off oh. of training camp is just ridiculous. I think in Justin Fields' case, you are going to see the fact that he's extremely talented, but is he ready to you know start week one? I don't know the answer to that. He you throws know? a swing pass with no pass rush. Right. They, and, I, and right. By the way, yeah. yes, they always criticize Trubisky for not throwing the ball deep. Well, those were play calls. But I don't know if you go through this. I'm sure every NFL team criticized their play calls. Yesterday, what do I see? Justin Fields throwing five-yard passes to the tight ends, throwing three-yard passes. It's the same damn game plan. You know what I mean? Easy, straight, 
safe passes, a few bombs. It's training camp. Throw bombs every time if you want. But but the propaganda is you got to know how to ignore it yeah. and decipher some of it, right? Right. I would say largely ignore it. You know, I mean, listen to the press conference. You're not going to get anything that, you know, you know, hard hitting from press conferences. But listen, you know, there are some things like maybe they're they're trying different things with the defensive line. So you can hear, okay, what's their scheme possibly going to be, what they could be changing, things like that. But I'm not going to take away like Justin Fields looking good at a training camp. You know, he could be great, but I don't care because it doesn't mean anything. He he's going to look good in training camp because he is by far the most talented quarterback in that quarterback room. But that does that mean he's the best for week one or he's going to start week one? I don't know. You know, I just I don't want to take away performances from training camp because it largely just doesn't matter. I think the only thing you can take away is when coaches speak and they talk about, you know, we've been using a guy at this position. We've been moving this guy around that kind of schematic stuff. I can definitely listen to and take in and actually get something out of it. But for the most part, I'm not getting much. You know, the kid I'm going to keep an eye on because everybody thinks the kid from San Diego, he's got, he's getting Herbert. Is that his name? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting praise on all over. I mean, the national media gets stuck on certain guys. And this kid here, I think it could be a sophomore jinx or he could be great. Now, he wasn't coached, I don't think, all that well with the past regime. Yeah. But I'm hearing he's the next big thing. Now, I know Mahomes is there. Let's agree to ignore him for now, even yeah. though you can't once you play him. He's a given. But do you see what you're hearing? Do you believe what you're hearing? Did, I mean, Herbert could be the second or third best quarterback from what I'm hearing. In the, in the whole conference. I know there's been changes. Watson didn't show up to camp today. We know there's going to be issues with him, with the female problem and everything else. The Raiders are going to be the Raiders. I don't think Gruden, I think that money. It's just everybody knows what that means. The Raiders are going to be the Raiders. And we all go, yep, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and and we you know, know what? what that is. John Gruden was a bad signing. I'll say that right now. If they don't have a winning year this year, give me a break about how smart he was and everything else. Him and Mayock have fallen on their faces. It was, it was, it was really story. It was really bad to give a coach that's been in the booth that oh. much money and that long of a contract. It was bad. Who inherited, it really was. A, team, who inherited a team that he, that the other guy couldn't get over the hump. He got Tampa Bay over the hump. But I never thought John Gruden. You know, he had, the media fell in love with him. Monday Night Football fell in love with him. But I said, are you kidding me? He ain't playing. And right. Boy, and he ain't coaching, by the way. And their their personnel decisions have been questionable. Period. Right. And it's not and it's not like I when I saw that Gruden signing, I went, Oh, he's gonna be a bad coach. I just had no idea. I just thought you give him that much money and that long of a contract for a coach that hasn't coached that long and has been no. in a Monday night football booth. No way. I, I blasted it right away. I go, You're insane. The players look at that. <laughs> they look at that going, wait a minute, I got I got a bad I got a ruptured spleen. He's over there and he's making all that kind of money. So, you know, that's just my opinion. I think that if they don't win this show, I mean, what are Raider fans supposed to pay? They, they expected more than this, okay? Oh, All yeah. I'm saying, I, you know, Derek Carr, it's the same list of characters. I mean, we'll see what happens. My good friend JT the Brick is a big Raider guy. He had me on his show the other night. We didn't talk about them, but we'll touch on that down the line. Now, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I've had two bad beats in a row. So, like, basically, if I didn't have a show where I'm paid nicely to, to make picks, I would take the day off because the board sucks again. There's mostly 250, minus 250, minus 200. There's a picket game here, a minus 130 there. But the board to me, John, is very predictable if you want to play the money line and then go minus 200 and maybe lose. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Uh, this one, a little bit hard. There are a, a couple of spots that I really liked. And uh, this this is one slate, I think, if you want to take a chance on a dog. And it happened yesterday. It happened a couple of days ago, too. You know, a lot of favorites going down. Uh, I think this might be another slate for that uh, again. Wow. Okay, so who you want first, my friend? So I am first going to take not a big underdog, uh, actually a very slight favorite, but the Braves, minus 109. J.A. Happ on the mound again. And I know this line looks a little bit fishy. You know, J.A. Happ's on the mound. He's been really bad. And yep. Drew Smiley, for the most part, has been good. 73, 4.40 ERA. Why is the line so short? But I'm not going to pay attention to that. I really don't care. J.A. Happ has been a brutally bad pitcher. John Lester was, and he got smacked around by the Braves. I imagine that J.A. Happ's going to get hit pretty hard by the Braves today. Some guys said today they saw John Lester going into the clubhouse with sandals on and shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. He looks like a little pudgy around the middle. Had a briefcase and some guys. He looked. I, I don't want to say anything because I look horrible too. I, I'm not no, in the best of shape as well. Yeah. He looks yeah. more like the State Farm guy. That's what he's right. Saying. Right. I'm not. I'm not going out and pitching. No, no, he no, looked. No. Oh, look at us. I mean, come on now. I look like. I mean, I look like ghoul. If you, you know, I look like a. I mean, I come out of the shadows. Forget about it. Look at. I'm pasty. I understand my shirt. But it was. It was the first inning yesterday, and I mean, Lester's face was beat red he was gassed <laughs> i mean it was the first inning and they only scored a couple of runs on him and he looked exhausted uh yeah, yeah it was just that was very telling yeah. of where lester was all right I, I i i'm gonna go first okay or oh, did you take a pick i'm sorry yeah i took that braves minus 109 braves, okay minus 109 devil probably when you're on fire folks i've been telling you i've been going half units that's all i'm doing till i get back straight and you could go i've been saying every day fade me if you've been fading me you've been doing well you won the last few games so just keep, you know what? Don't make. I won't feel bad because I'm in a in a a, a, a no luck slump. The <laughs> luck will come back. Uh, hopefully, come yeah, back. yeah. It eventually, uh, uh, you know, men on second and third, you know, uh, two out, a pop up to the pitcher. That will happen again. It's been going on forever. Okay, it's called evening out. But I'm taking the Cleveland Indians under tonight, nine and a half. There's two pitchers. One's got a five ERA. Other one's got a seven. Why do I think? that those two guys will throw shutouts for the first five innings, and then the bullpens will come in and get 15 runs up. Because back in the day when you bet over and unders, you didn't have to worry about the bullpen. Yeah. Most of your starters went like seven innings, and if you brought a guy in like Raleigh Fingers, he went five innings. He went four innings. It was like having another starter. Now you got to worry like I got burned last night or the night before well, about bullpen. The bullpen has become more relevant in baseball gambling. I think that's been the biggest change since I've been gambling since the uh, late 60s, early 70s. So I'm going to take the under nine and a half and hope the bats are tired tonight. Yeah, and this is where I start to get into a few dogs, and I'm taking the first five because I'm betting on bad teams, but good pitchers who have some plus prices. So I'm going first five. The first one I'll go with, the Detroit Tigers plus 123. I don't know if people know this. Uh, the Red Sox aren't playing really well as of late. They've actually lost their last five games, including their loss yesterday against Detroit. Casey Mize has been solid this month. Uh, not his best month, uh, but he still is getting better after what was a really bad start to the season. But he's been good. He has an ERA of 3.18 in July, and he had already one game against the Red Sox where he went six innings, one earned. I think in the first five, he's going to outpitch Eduardo Rodriguez, so I'll take that plus 123. All right, and for some Olympic golf, I don't believe the women's golf has started. If it has, I'm not going to tell you. I'll look up two winners. On, I'll finally break the ice. <laughs> no, seriously, for for Olympic golf, I, I looked at a couple just 
These are just liens, folks. But if I win, I'll count them. If I lose, I'll just say they were just liens. Yeah. Uh, that's the honorable. When you're in a slump, you try you you pull every trick out of your bag. Yeah. God knows that. <laughs> uh, every gambler knows that. Uh, no, but all kidding aside, uh, Lexi Thompson's minus one thirty against some Canadian named Henderson. She's a worldwide Lexi Thompson's a worldwide golfer. Blew a major a couple three four weeks back. Should have won it. Very good golfer. Does commercials. Very prominent on the golf channel. I'm going to take the plus 120 in Henderson. And then uh, Kim, plus 110 over Kang from uh, the USA. And then Lydia Cole, plus 120 over Park. Now, once again, if my liens work, I'll brag about them tomorrow. Right. If they don't, I won't say a word. John, back to you. Love it. Uh, yeah, last one real quick. Uh, Matt Harvey has had three starts. And in no, those okay. three straight starts... Over 18 scoreless innings, uh, yeah. 18 and a third scoreless innings. So and I'm going to take. He was done, including all of us. Right. And I'm not going to say this is going to win, but you're, I'm getting that at plus 205. This is a huge, huge money line. And that's just for the first five innings. I won't go full game because Baltimore stinks. But why not take a chance on Harvey at plus 205? Could he get shell shocked? Sure. He could get crushed in the first inning and be gone. Right, but it's couch change at plus 205. I think it's worth taking a shot on the way he's played recently. Okay, real quick, because we went over takers. We're all excitable and stuff, yeah. but real quickly. <laughs> you're on some show today. I saw it on Twitter. Where are you at today? You're gonna uh, tomorrow. I'm just on my nice little uh, my, my nephew's podcast. Uh, okay. He's with a little Good podcast man. network. So uh, at, uh, at DSM Media, I think it is. So, uh, yeah, he's having me on. And so just doing a favor for the nephew, you know. Yeah, I was going to big time him like a real radio host should, but, you know, I guess for, for family, I'll go on. No, if he was big time and he'd ask you, for money everybody <laughs> I, johnny take care buddy hey everybody thanks for tuning in tread lightly see ya